I V M. A brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi, guys! I'm Faisal with my co-host Saif, and our guest travelers today are Shilpa and Nandini. Shilpa and Nandini, along with Rumi, are the trio behind the blog Chasing Sunsets. They started off. like a group of friends in a movie would by promising each other that they would meet every year in a foreign land since 2013 they have kept this promise and some way along the way an urge to preserve their memories led to the blog chasing sunsets and voila 4 years later they have been featured as india's top travel bloggers and in this journey they hope to inspire their readers to jump in and take the leap of faith and travel In a short span they have been featured on Holidayfy's list of top bloggers in India, Outlook Traveler, Ultimate Book of Travel Experience and are a featured contributor on Womanpreneur. So with that introduction I'd like to welcome the trio behind the blog Chasing Sunsets to Musafir Stories. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the Musafir Stories. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now the pleasure is all ours. And just as a heads up, today we have only Shilpa and Nandini joining us, and Rumi couldn't make it to the talk show. But anyway, we are glad that you two could make it and uh, share your travel experiences with us. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Well, the introduction that I have given about Shilpa, Nandini, and Rumi is really small. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our listeners when the travel bug bit you? So over to you guys. Okay, so uh, this is Nandini, and uh, me and Rumi were friends slash roommates from college times in Trichy, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. then I moved to Germany for my masters, and Rumi to the US. That's how Rumi and Shilpa got to know each other from Carnegie Mellon. We did a trip together in 2012 to Greece, and that's when we started traveling as a group. And at the end of that trip, we kind of decided why not um, start blogging our trips and run a travel blog. Wow. And since 2011, wow. we've been 2012, we've been doing um, chasing sunsets. And every year, we try and do one or two trips together, so that it's a, it's a good way for friends to catch up. Post Greece, so we did a trip to South Africa and uh, Thailand the last two years. So. So so far it's been going good every year one destination together and of course we have our individual trips as well but you know it's always fun when the three of us get together and uh, and uh, you know get to travel together and uh, Shilpa you want to add something Yeah so it's with these guys somehow you know how you always end up planning trip with friends and towards the time of the trip everybody slowly backs out right <laughs> but uh, with these yeah but with these two guys um i know if we plan a trip we know that we're going to make the trip happen so i always have that confidence and my travel my personal travel motivation comes from these two and i was just saying uh, 3 is i think just the right number uh, you might say 3 is a crowd but i think 3 is just the right number right that way you don't have too many people so you run that risk of people dropping out and plans getting cancelled um so yeah you have a nice little well, group I do, there 
I totally yeah. agree with you on that. Actually, it's more easy when you're on the trip because, you know, everybody has got their morning routines and, you know, when they go to bed, when they wake up. And there's always the lag between the first one who gets ready to the last one who gets ready. So, you know, when <laughs> the right number, you can really get your day started quite fast, you know, and it's easier to, you know, get things done and planning to happen. It's so much more easier. So even personally, I prefer three is a, is a perfect number for a travel group. That's absolutely true. Awesome. And tell us a little bit more about the blog. Uh, you did mention that you started in 2012. But what's the story behind the name, uh, Chasing Sunsets? What happened was, in Greece, mm-hmm. we had uh, we rented a car to go to this temple of Poseidon in Athens. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And we had to catch the, sun, the sunset in the temple of Poseidon. And uh, we, we lost our way. We started freaking and the we had just that was our last night in Athens and we just, and you know we were racing against time to get to the top before the sun actually went down and we finally did and that's the reason you know chasing sunsets because we just managed to make it to the temple of Poseidon on <laughs> time yeah yeah i remember yeah. that yeah that is a story wow that sounds like so, a adventure by itself yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah so exactly so since so that's the name to the blog and regarding the blog itself i think uh, so we just started writing and at that point i think when we met nandini she had already traveled almost the whole of europe she had already 30 35 countries or something under oh her belt <laughs> and she had a lot of stories exactly so she has just finished com- she's just completed her 50 country 50 oh my god and <laughs> that's like crazy awesome So when we started it in 2000 love stories that uh, she could contribute to the blog and then we thought okay we'll just start writing uh, about one country at a time uh-huh. and slowly we started realizing that okay so it's not just the three of us who's reading our blog there are more people outside who's actually commenting following our blogs and telling us what they would like to hear more and listen to us talk about so that was pretty exciting at least for me to see that there were more people interested in what we were doing That's- exactly and this was the first time we were doing all this so we slowly set up our social media pages we started getting in touch with other travel bloggers started building a community amongst ourselves and you know so uh, and then we were start we were invited to trips and farms and things like that where we met other folks and so slowly that's how we got into blogging yeah wow awesome so we have a customary tradition with the musafir stories where each week whenever we we speak to our guest bloggers uh we request them to take us and our listeners on a journey to a new destination in india and share all their experiences with us so having that in mind uh what place have you guys chosen to take our listeners to okay so we have decided that uh, we're going to talk about a trip to himachal which we did recently to malana kasol and manali and uh, i found it interesting because you know it was uh, it was you know living in a city bangalore i'm sure you guys know you know the, the bangalore traffic the crowds yes. you know you when you make that trip outside where you actually don't see that many cars and it's just you know blue skies and trees all over you know it just gives you that perfect break that you were looking for and that's exactly what you know i felt when we did kasol malana and manali because you know it was absolutely beautiful you know it was completely green you know you could actually feel the fresh air and the parvati river flowing you know kind of stuff that you never hear in the city so it was that's the trip that we've decided that we want to talk about Wow, that's amazing! Because I actually understand that feeling. You will not believe it. Maybe it's like a really small example, but even traveling to a nice road and seeing the greenery <laughs> makes me so happy. <laughs> you know, it's something 
a rarity right now especially when you're living in a city because That's it's just so a concrete true. jungle so when you actually get out and when i mean out like really yeah. really out of yeah. the city that's when you get the feeling that you know you're actually one with nature right now that's so true and wow the destination is amazing and then just for uh, <laughs> people who are wondering what nice road is that okay. first i mentioned the nice road is uh, one of the highways on the outskirts or i don't even know if you could say that it's the outskirts, outskirts of bangalore because, anymore because yeah. it's almost become a part of bangalore now but um, yeah anyway moving on How did you guys discover this place uh, Nandini did you have any references or um, did you look this up on the internet how did you discover um, Malana and Kasol Yeah so Manali it's not my first time to Manali I had done Manali a couple of years ago I mean like about 8 years ago when I was back in college and you know you're on an extremely tight budget and you know uh-huh. you were in that let's cover more number of places and stay in extremely budget hostels to sort of you know right. be pocket friendly and I decided that you know I wanted to go to Himachal again so we picked Manali Mm-hmm. and from so we flew in from bangalore to delhi and then from delhi to manali we took a we took an overnight bus so about 16 hours we did about 3 days in manali we stayed at um, at zostu which is an amazing hostel it's it's located in a very beautiful place in manali it was my first time i tried it and uh, great hostel you know wonderful rooms and uh, located in a very nice place in manali so definite thumbs up for the place oh, okay. so we stayed there and manali is completely chill you know it's you know you, you there's nothing it's it's a very serene place you know in a nice valley you can go around there's a couple of very nice eat outs you can go to a couple of temples hiking spots it was quite a relaxing two days in manali post which we um, we took a we rented a car and then we uh, went to kasol uh, nandini if i can interrupt you there i went to kasol and I was really taken aback because it is known as a mini Israel of India. So there are a lot of Hebrew food and a lot of uh, Hebrew nests that you see in that wow. tiny little village over there. Everybody speaks. It's you. I just couldn't believe that it was in India because there were a lot of people speaking a lot of foreign languages. You very few locals, and even the locals that I met, even though we stayed in a good hotel, the locals that we met were all, you know, still surviving on. uh finding these different stuff from the forests and medicinal value and then they would try and sell it outside of kasol and you know way way uh it was such a culture shock that i had in kasol no, that's interesting yeah versus what nandini is going to tell now uh that's that's even major but yeah so kasol was also interesting and around what time of the year did you guys travel i think september okay, okay. um so it's a good season to go it's it's not too cold yeah. and it's not too warm so it's very pleasant during the day uh-huh. and that's uh, what we didn't have any rains um and you know it's it's perfect as in the weather was wow. absolutely wow. wonderful so kasol was you know kasol is again you know it's one of the, like i said you know when you go when you go connect with nature especially when you're doing the outskirts of the cities uh-huh. there's you know you uh-huh. just get lost in the nature you know you could just take a book and then you could just sit by the river and you know hours could go by and you would not complain you know you don't feel that or there's no network or there's oh my god how am i going to check my emails or whatsapp or social media because it's just you know you're just lost in the moment over there which is the thing that i really loved about himachal pradesh i mean i have to tell you the network was bad in kasol i mean like we rarely had any internet connectivity in a lot of places but it's something that i never missed which is constant complaint when i'm living in the city about call drops and you know not having 3g here or 2g there but somehow when you're in that beautiful place it didn't bother us at all that you know there was no network anywhere you know we were just really 
be loving the moment over there. That's perfect. That I mean, you're exactly like disconnected to connect to the nature. So you can eat that. You can <laughs> shake. You know, where you're just out there and enjoying yourself, and you know, sort of, you know, re-energizing, re-energizing yourself to get back into a regular city life. So I, know, I think absolutely. You know, and so we did uh, we did another two three days in Kosol we you know we checked out a couple of cafes there like Shilpa mentioned and then uh, we hit Tosh which is also another village that's quite close to Kosol about a two hour drive okay and then this place called Malana Malana is a place that i had heard a couple of years ago when i was living in europe and i had done amsterdam because malana is very famous for its malana cream which is a variant of cannabis called malana cream and you know we were just interested because you know it's apparently one of the most expensive uh, hash in the world and i wanted to know where it comes from and it was like about just a two hour drive from kosol so we figured you know let's go there and i heard stories about this malana village about it being an aryan village and a lot of rumors so we figured you know let's just take the car and let's just go there and it's about a 2 hour drive from kosol mm-hmm. and then from there it's another 2 and a half hour trek to go up to that village i had heard stories about malana where um, you know the people the locals don't touch you because they believe that they are aryan descendants or descendants from and some of them say that they're descendants from alexander the great that when he came to conquer you know he set up camp over there so you know they're descendants of him some people say they have uh, they have other connects and you know so generally the people there consider themselves to be unique so they don't really like mingling with the outside world and they definitely don't like making contact with outside people so when we actually landed up going to the village it was actually true because you have you have boards over there which says if you touch the temple walls you have to pay a fine of 5000 rupees or 2000 rupees and uh, the people you know the people barely make eye contact with you you know they would look at you as oh my god you are strangers so you know you could feel that oh my god what are you doing in our space kind of vibes and uh, that was very interesting and uh, we also got to witness this really uh, bizarre but absolutely uh, mind blowing thing about how they serve justice over there so it's actually called goat justice or whatever you call uh-huh. so when two people over there actually have a have a problem and like you know you're accusing the other person you know in sort of law and court and you know what we have indian indian judicial system right. they take two goats each person gets a goat and then they, the hind legs there's a small slit that's made and then it's um, they induce poison there and the goat which dies the earliest uh, that person is considered guilty and he pays the penalty for the for the crime oh and okay. uh, that's that is quite interesting we actually got to see this live over there oh, wow. and they don't like to entertain outside uh, justice systems like you know if you try and call a cop from the outside you actually have to pay to get the cop in no so it's so their village panchayat is is supreme quite and that's all yeah. and that is so that i found is very very different and and on a on a side note it's also one of the most dirtiest villages i've ever seen for <laughs> village i must tell you that it's absolutely filthy oh, and okay. uh, it is very um, heartbreaking because you know you want to, you would imagine that some place that's sitting high up in the parvati valley would be oh. extremely serene and beautiful and clean but apparently not so a lot of the people they lack the civic sense they don't they aren't very well educated so you know they have their own sets of problems is right. a lot of drug addictions and alcoholism that's quite rampant over there but nonetheless the view there and the trek to go up there really makes it worth it 
to go and see this beautiful place mm-hmm. but yes the village mm-hmm. as such the insides could definitely use some sort of you know cleaning know. up <laughs> so it was definitely i mean i had a lot of stories and tales to take back from malana so i would definitely i would definitely recommend it for people who are you know up for like doing something new because mm-hmm. you know it's it's something that's out of the way and you know something that's very different from what you usually see or hear that's and okay because it, it sounds so different as even the example the goat justice what you just mentioned it's it's so interesting i uh, trust me i've never ever heard of anything like this and and you know you would think that it's the 21st century so you know sometimes those yeah. old practices yeah. just die out yeah so that was very good yeah and uh, what about uh, lodging i mean do you have any place where you can stay in so what we did was we went in the morning okay. and we trekked up Mm-hmm. and then we came back down by afternoon and then we again drove back to kasol okay. there are stay options in malana uh-huh. but uh, we kind of preferred we already had an airbnb in kasol it's called the parvati valley and uh, it's just right by the river it was a campsite so we stayed in tents which made it all the more um, interesting so we came back so we didn't stay in malana but yeah if you did want to stay there there are some options to stay inside that village but okay. we preferred going so Okay. Yeah. And in terms of the itinerary, how many days are we talking about here, um, Nandini? So, inclusive of okay. Manali, Kasol, and yes. Malana, how long of a trip was this? So, three days in Manali, um, three days in Kasol, and a half day in Malana. So, I would call that a week. Okay. And then you said about the lodging that Zostel was something you did rely on yes. while in Kasol, and uh, Malana, you didn't really stay. um stay yes. there right to lodge so the lodging was zostel in manali and um parvati valley airbnb in um, in kasol ah okay okay and um just moving on with the interview uh you did mention that you stayed for about 3 days in kasol so uh, what are some of the other activities that one can do or uh, places one can expect to see while in kasol now uh, when you're in kasol um again so kasol uh, when you stay there you can visit tosh which is another beautiful village this nearby it's uh, it's got a very nice view point there are a lot of cafes over there and um, you know there are a lot of temples and along the parvati valley um, parvati river i'm sorry there are a lot of hiking spots um, which you can go and uh, essentially there's there's a plethora of food over there so essentially it's like a food lovers paradise because you can go for all these nature walks and then come back and then belt some good israeli food so three days <laughs> was the way in a jiffy <laughs> I was, the... yeah i was just about to ask you the same thing what were the food options like what what was one of the best thing that you ate there yeah maybe shilpa can uh, uh, you know sort of uh, tell her food experience there yeah shilpa please <laughs> i remember eating a lot of because i grew up in the middle east and i saw like a lot of arab food over there so i remember getting kind of excited because of all of that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah definitely shawarma was there oh, but then you get that everywhere yeah. else and uh, yeah and there are a lot of obviously indian food as well but it's the different israeli food that you need to go and try there you know yeah because food and shopping is one thing that at least i keep googling and that if i'm choosing a destination food and shopping is one thing that i check out first yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. shopping yeah. date as a heads up i mean if you like shopping then you know manali has got a lot of this you know himachali stalls and you know oh. there is a lot of pashmina stalls i don't know how but yeah there are a lot of pashmina that you oh. can buy and yeah a lot of my friends went crazy shopping in manali so if you're up for all this hippie you know harem pants and bags and generally junk souvenir that you like to take back home then manali is definitely a place to go shopping <laughs> awesome 
Awesome. And uh, tell us a little bit more about the people you did touch upon, the little bit of a culture shock you had in both places. But from an outsider's perspective about Kosol and about Malana, how, how different are uh, the cultures there? So the thing is, uh, there okay, you can't really compare Kasol and Manala, Malana because for the reason that Kasol, okay, they're both in Himachal Pradesh, but of course they're two different kind of people. Mm-hmm. So uh, and the the, Man- the people in Malana they actually speak a different language from the other people in the Parvati Valley. They speak something called Kanashi, okay. which is their local language. So it's kind of funny that if you are outside from that valley, you really can't communicate with the people living there. So culturally, they're two different set of people. You know, they have their own you know, way they get married, their own way in which they live, the different language that they speak. So essentially, they're they're completely, you know, there's no intersection between the two. So and even you guys take yeah, a I'm guide sorry. or anything. So how did you go ahead to that village and how did you explore it? Do you have a guide along with you all? We had a person who we rented a car with in, um, in Kosovo. He drove us till the starting point where you stopped the trek and then post that we were on our own. There was a place where you could go to get some food inside that village and that lady was relatively friendly and could speak a little bit of Hindi. Uh So we did manage to get a word or two in her. But otherwise, I mean, with the vibes and the buildings and the things that were written on it, it was fairly clear as to what to expect and what to do and what not to do. (laughs) So there was no... You know, there's nothing, there was no surprises over there. Of course, it okay. was, it was a shock, but the surprises were pretty clear. Okay. All right. okay. So, so I'm assuming not a lot of contact or exchange with the locals there, right? And Malana? Oh, no, definitely not. So there was this, this is just a funny story. When you're actually reaching the entrance of the village, mm-hmm. there was a waterfall and it was quite slippery. So I was about to sort of, you know, lose my balance and my friends were a couple of steps behind me. So I wanted to grab onto someone or something who was nearby. And there was the local who was standing near me. And when I tried to grab him, he actually started swaying away, you know, because he was afraid that I would actually touch him. So I got the intro to the village pretty much at the start itself. So that was pretty funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) But Kasol was kind of different because... uh, we it's a very very small village you can just walk around it in like 10 minutes and then that's it. the rest of all rest of it is all woods and you know places for hikes and uh, treks and things like that so we actually stayed at a place and there was this guy who used to come to that place i don't know i guess they were friends or something uh, so we told we just asked him so he was a local there we just asked him can you just take us around uh, the woods the forest can you just show us you know uh, uh, where you go for a walk, where you live, where you stay, what do you do sort of thing. And they were quite friendly. So he and his son, the both of them came with us. They took us around the whole uh, walk around the Parvati River, took us to this house, showed us their apple orchards and showed us all these different mushrooms which were growing and showed us all the different leaves, which he was like, you know, if you drink it, if you smash it and drink it with water, then you will not be able to move your legs for three days. And, you know, all these different kinds of stuff. Yeah, they knew what each plant over there was for. He was like, you know, if you have a heart attack, if you have a heart pain, there's no need to go to a doctor. There's no surgery, nothing, need treat us cells you know with these leaves with nature you just have to have this particular fruit you just have to have this particular stuff and then you'll be cured and so they're very strong with nature that way so we saw that during the walk at Kasol. wow that's amazing and in terms yeah. of um, the language shilpa uh, i'm assuming hindi should be able to get you around in Kasol, right so yeah hindi should be able to get you around Kasol. it's actually himachali and at that point i 
was working in Himachal Pradesh, so we could understand a little bit of Himachali as well. But Hindi is what we speak, so they could understand that. So that was not a concern at all in Kasol. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about any interaction with the local Israelis, uh, if I may say, uh, any of that experience, <laughs> Shilpa? No, unfortunately, they were just um, too hippie for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> So, but we did see quite a lot of them and they were the ones who suggested the food uh, on what to eat in their restaurant and stuff, but uh, no interaction beyond that stage, no. So I got didn't... to interact with some people in Manali, you know, because Manali is extremely uh, uh, cosmopolitan, you know, you meet people from all over the world who come there, you know, it's not just Israelis, so you have a lot of African musicians, a lot of reggae people, you know, people who are interested into budding musicians actually they come to manali to perform in a lot of the cafes over there so you know you can actually interact with a lot of you know international budding students who want to turn into musicians over there so that was very interesting in manali awesome so both of you didn't have a chance to get crash any of their parties i was hoping <laughs> <laughs> no. no but we get to enjoy some really good music so in that sense i was i love 70s rock and uh, i really love the music scene in manali it was absolutely <laughs> Awesome. Is there more to cover in any of these two destinations, Shilpa Nandini, um, before we move on with the interview? I just want to say, because we are talking about Himachali destinations, mm-hmm. there it's not just these two places. There are tons of these small places and villages that you can go to in Himachal, and each place is so very different. And Himachal as it is, is extremely, extremely beautiful. And yeah, if somebody is staying in Chandigarh, then their weekends should all be in Himachal to all these different small places that we see. So if, if I had to ask each one of you of any memorable stories or experiences that you'd like to share. I think Shilpa has a wonderful story. <laughs> so it's, it didn't happen in India, but uh, my first, I think it was one of my first trips outside of India on my own and I went to Spain and I just landed at the airport. I was waiting for my friends to come who were supposed to land like three hours later or something Mm -hmm. and I got a phone call. I was just talking on the phone. My bags were by my side and by the time I finished the call and I just turned around to pick something, somebody had stolen my bag. It had my passport. It had my phone. It had my my itinerary, my oh hotel my address. Every I know every single thing. Imagine, and that was my first trip, and I just didn't know what to do. Obviously, as usual, I called up my parents and I cried. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god." <laughs> So what do I do sort of thing? And then I went to the police station, which is there at the airport. And uh, so the economy of uh, Spain back in 2011-12 was really, really bad. There are a lot of unemployment and things. So the police was hardly surprised. They were like, okay, so you should have been careful. And they gave me, you know, the phone numbers of all the credit cards companies that I had so that I could call them up and cancel my card. And there was a CCTV camera right there, but they just refused to even look at the footage because apparently you need a court order to look at the footage. And I just filed an FIR and I came back and the police was just not helpful. And I somehow, my dad told me the Indian embassy address and I just had enough money in in my pocket to just take a train and go to the embassy. And thankfully, the Indian embassy apparently had seen a lot of situations like this, and I was not the first one. And they just gave me my passport back in two hours. Oh, thank God. So, 
I know, I know exactly. But in that two or three hours, okay, my first three three hours in Spain, I did not even have a local SIM card because obviously I didn't get a chance to buy the SIM card. So I was using my international roaming on Airtel. And in that three hours, I racked up enough bill, which was around 30,000 rupees by calling my parents, by calling embassy, by calling the police. And oh my God. <laughs> I know. As soon as I got my passport, my phone got disconnected (laughs) because I had all these bills racked up and, you know, things like that. So that was really, really memorable. Yeah, I mean, forgettable. I wouldn't say memorable, but something which I would like to forget. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but thankfully, at least um, the embassy folks were um, more efficient in this case than the police, right? Yes. Yes, for I mean, I was just surprised because apparently they say a lot of such things. So it was not new to them at all. And in two hours, they gave me my passport, which I never thought would happen, you know. So awesome. So uh, getting back closer to home now, if I just had to ask you guys to shut your eyes and think of one place that comes to mind when you think of Kasol, what would that be? It's Tosh. And uh, there's this particular instance that I remember. So there's this uh, this cafe called the Pink Floyd Cafe in, in Tosh, mm-hmm. which which I personally thought was because, you know, me loving 70s rock and everything. I was absolutely psyched just by the name because I actually thought that they would play Pink Floyd covers in the cafe. <laughs> Uh, first to my you know to my disappointment they didn't play a couple of tracks but it's not exactly dedicated to Pink Floyd nonetheless the cafe is located just you know you, you can oversee the valley from where the cafe is located it's really high up so you know if you just sit back you know you get an entire view of the Kasul Valley and it is just mind-blowing as in we sat there for five hours and I honestly didn't know that you know it was actually that long so that's my highlight from Kosol. I mean, I would recommend that spot for anybody because you get beautiful pictures. Perfect. That's awesome. And you, Shilpa? So we stayed at this really... um, I don't know. I don't even remember the name of the hotel, but it was a tree house in Kasol. So what happened was the place that we booked, the cheaper place that we booked, we kind of lost our way and it was inside, I don't know, some forest and we had to hike to get there and towards the end we just lost our patience and we saw this tree house over there and we were like, okay, it looks empty, why don't we just go there? So we went there and fortunately they had no guests scheduled for that day and they gave it to us Mm -hmm. and yeah, so I just remember that part of it. So not everything that hap- it happens as per your itinerary, you, if you just open, you know, there's so many different things that could happen. You don't plan for it, but then that ends up to be a little bit more enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah, that does sound like a nice stay you had in that tree house. <laughs> I, I did have a good stay there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And any final bit of advice to our aspiring travelers, say traveling as female travelers any any tips on that especially to some destinations in some countries okay uh, in that in, on that note especially when it comes to solar travel um okay personally i believe that you know as in it, this is um it's not gender specific i think as a traveler you know it doesn't matter if you're male or female you still have to be careful um you know generally you know don't walk into you know, unknown places at night or, you know, in general, the usual stuff that people always tell you, if strangers offer you food, then, you know, you be wary of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in general, be very aware of your surroundings. 
like especially if you're walking alone at night then preferably don't wear your earphones so that you at least know who's walking behind you or you know walking in front of you things like that but otherwise as such um i always tell my friends from europe as well that india is a perfectly safe tra- uh, tourist destination i've never i mean it's i mean of course we've got these incidences that you always hear in the news and things like that but as a whole after having traveled a lot in india i can safely say that nothing's ever happened and uh, if you if you are careful i think as a tourist destination i've always found india perfectly safe excellent it has been an awesome journey so far you've got us all excited telling us about your stories and your travel experiences tell us a little bit more about what's planned next you you did mention that you usually plan um, at least one trip together each year so what's what's um, mm. on the horizon this time <laughs> we were just talking about we were thinking of doing israel wow. israel yeah so we were just checking the ticket prices and going there before it's too hot before summer and things like that so uh yeah so we haven't spoken to rumi about it yet but <laughs> let's see if, <laughs> let's see if she can join in but then yeah definitely israel that's excellent What's the best way to reach you? Um I know you have a lot of us excited now telling us about your travel <laughs> stories and what's coming up as well so how can our listeners keep in touch uh with your travel stories and follow you guys on social media? Obviously it's our blog chasingsunsets.com. We are pretty active on Instagram. Rumi handles Instagram handle quite well and the handle is chasingsunsets the blog. Also Facebook and Twitter just like everybody else. So that's it. so anybody can get in touch with us you, even through email chasingsunsetstheblog@gmail.com. Okay, and just okay. as a heads up to all our listeners, we will have all these links in the show notes section of this podcast. So even if you haven't noted it down it's fine it'll be there in the show notes section. Thank you so much. It's been an excellent journey and thank you for being excellent guides to all of us and all the listeners uh, and taking us on this beautiful journey to Kosol, Manali and Malana and uh, telling us all <laughs> your beautiful stories what one can expect and uh, also uh, some of the surprises that you guys came across. Thank you so much and uh, it's been one of a kind for us because it's the first time we have two guests from two different locations dialing in so uh, it's been uh, technically a little bit of a challenge um, but thank you so much for making this work thank you guys thank you so much it's a pleasure as us yes. i know thank you so much for having us that was yet another great episode of the musafir stories if you guys like the show please subscribe to us on itunes audio boom stitcher pocket radio or any other podcasting app that's available on ios or android You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We go by the handle The Musafir Stories. Or if it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories@gmail.com and visit our website www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of the podcast. So here's to more traveling, sharing, and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, happy travels and goodbye.